0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the very first episode of By the Way with Johnny Corn. After this song, which is I Want to Rock by Phil Johnson and the Roadside Attraction, we'll pick up the conversation eh, about midway through. You can get the whole thing, though, at our Patreon, patreon.com slash Uh This one will be a freebie, but while you're there, do consider signing up.
1: One, two, three, four! <laughs> they don't wanna, we're gonna respect that Cause I'm a good man Famousness, well it's Saturday night I'm feeling alright, i oh, man I'm best Gratitude, I'm blessed And tonight we're gonna rock until a appropriate an hour And then get eight hours of rest Eight hours of rest I wanna rock But that means being inclusive Of people and the cultures But I am Straight in Eight And then tomorrow Go do some yoga Your rich chakras looking kind of faded. in Well, we're hitting the town And tearing it down We're gonna up and gentrify this bitch No say Oh
2: Before we go any further because i actually forgot to do this at the very top uh if people want to check out your um music uh, any anything phil johnson how do they do that
3: it's on philjohnsoncomedy.com Okay, that's yeah. pretty easy. Phil or any, anywhere you get audio, I just stick my name in there, and it'll and come it'll up. pop up, yeah. yeah. I yeah. also
2: know some kicking butt on Reverb Nation, too.
3: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's
2: a good place to go in, in general for, like, um, a lot of the artists are, are on Reverb Nation, mm-hmm. a lot of them. Sure. Um, so, how long have you been doing this?
3: Uh, comedy, um, just over 14 years now. Oh, wow. And so I've got another... 10 years of playing music professionally before that. Uh, and I've been playing music since I was eight, something like that. Uh, what was
2: your first instrument? The flute. Oh, really?
3: Yeah, I was a flautist, pretty pretty steadily for 15 years um, and played in orchestras in high school and college and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so you know, people sometimes ask, they like, oh, go, which is, which is more fun playing with a, a rock band or with an orchestra? Yeah, and uh, I go well. A rock band's cool uh, because there's you know maybe eight people on stage. Mm -hmm. An orchestra, there's eighty people on stage, right? You know, right? And it's it's mind blowing the energy that comes off an orchestra stage. Um, so that's it's. But they're both a lot of fun. I wish I had more time to do stuff like that.
2: Now, my first instrument was the trombone. Oh, Uh, nice. Now this shows you how old I am. Uh, I was inspired to take up the trombone, and I think I was like seven or eight uh, because I I saw Lawrence Welk. uh, (laughs) Right? Yes, that's how old I am. Uh, and and so, uh, they'd have like the trombone section. If you don't know who Lawrence Walk is, uh, Google it after the show. Um, <laughs> but they had the whole trombone section, you know, in there. And I was like, "Ooh, no, no keys, no, no, uh, you know, it, it's a slide that that that's fascinating." And uh, you know, shows you my mentality at that age.
3: That's a tough instrument, man. I've yeah. played it. I've played it. It's yeah, a tough one.
2: That was my first, and then I went into um, like uh, trumpet and baritone. And uh, that sort of thing, but that okay. was my my first. And uh, I nice. never, never performed uh, music by myself. It was always like with a orchestra of some kind.
3: Well, that there's not a lot of solo trombone repertoire out, out there, Exactly. There, so. Yeah. Exactly.
2: <laughs> so, and uh, so, how, how did you get into the comedy?
3: It was an accident. It was completely an accident. Uh, so I got a degree in jazz, uh, in jazz guitar, and I was playing in a rock band which I still have, Roadside Attraction, uh, and I had split up with the guys that I was working with in that band after we'd been playing together for about six years, and I just was going to my studio every day and just dropping stuff into my four-track recorder, just all sorts of song ideas, just whatever was you know coming out of my brain, and a couple mm-hmm. of the songs turned out to be funny ones, and uh, I thought, well, that'll be B-side material, that'll be bonus tracks I'll put out, something like that, you know? But I'll stay with the serious stuff, of mm-hmm. course. Right. You know, and then uh, I had developed a couple of those songs. I ended up recording uh, uh, an album with my first album as a singer, which was nice. terrifying because I was not a singer before. And uh, and then I went to a music convention that uh, one of my mentors was putting on in Las Vegas. So around the pool at the this Vegas hotel, just a bunch of us from the convention were trading songs back and forth, just singing our tunes and whatever. And I did a song called "Whale Blubber," uh, yeah. <laughs> just the title itself. Yeah, so. It's a love song, and. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, everybody was like, we can't get that stupid whale blubber song out of our head. They didn't call it stupid. They thought it was great. I thought it was stupid. Uh, but they were like, that's this kind of stuff you should be doing, that comedy stuff. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's garbage music. You know, That's B-side stuff. And they're like, seriously, we can't get that song out of our heads. Uh, and so I had a couple of funny songs like that, and they were encouraging me to go in that direction. I got invited to do a show then at the Hyena Theater in San Francisco that's not there anymore. Uh, they were doing a comedy music show. And a friend of mine uh, named uh, Groovy Judy uh, had said, hey, they're looking for people who have funny songs. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll give it a shot. I got a couple, you know? And, uh, and I did that show. Lynn Ruth Miller was the MC of that show. I don't know if you ever met Lynn Ruth. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just talked to her recently, actually. And uh, she was MCing the show and she said, oh, you know what? I need a guitar player for my act. Why don't you come play on my shows? And I was like, oh, okay, great. So I started playing guitar behind her. As she was doing her, you know, throwing bras at the audience type of thing. (laughs) I was behind her playing Anarchy in the UK by the Sex Pistols. And uh, and then from there, she was like, oh, hey, you know, he's got some songs. And people were like, oh, okay, do you want to do a set? And I was like, yeah, okay, I guess I'll do a set. You know, I'd been doing like some solo gigs at coffee shops and things like that. um, And talking a little bit in between the songs and just trying to... I, I, my brain always kind of went towards just cracking jokes and things like that anyway. And uh, so that had kind of started there. And then people just started offering me these little, you know, seven, 10 minute sets. And I, I lived off those couple of songs for the first year and a half, two years of doing comedy, quote unquote. I just kind of fell into it. And then I was like, ah, oh, oh, I'm here. I might as well learn how to do stand up too, right. you know? <laughs> well, you do
2: an amazing job with stand up. In fact, uh, you've been on my Grapes of Laugh. Sure. Yeah. And uh, I am very, that's like my child. I, I'm very picky with who's on there. <laughs> and uh, I had you headline. You, uh, by the way, rocked it as usual. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, we is there any particular song that you uh, just love above all others?
3: Of mine? Of yours? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Well, I mean, we were talking about, before we started recording, we were talking about Dodged a Bullet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one is, I enjoy singing. I like songs that I... It sounds terrible but that i don't have to work too hard to sing um <laughs> that makes then, sense and then get that a lot of laughs. Right, right right you know yes of course because there are some audiences we've all seen the audiences that are not putting the energy back mm-hmm. out at me and i'm like i don't really want to do the screamy thing tonight that's a lot of energy no you know <laughs> really.
2: yeah. the screamy thing does that hurt your
3: vocals uh it can um i i know how to do it where i, I don't kill my throat more right. often i kill my throat doing the jokes if Other i'm man, oh, talking man, for an yes, hour yes. you know I can I can especially if it's a loud room or something like that. You know, there was a there was a room in Idaho Falls, Idaho, that I just destroyed my voice every time I did it. Um, and if I never go back there again, it'll be too soon. Air, the altitude, man. I yeah, no, it yeah. was just a terrible audience. Um, <laughs> so okay. let's uh, we,
2: we should probably play another one of your songs. Sure. You know, what do you think?
3: Might as well play Dodge the Bullet since we were do, talking. Do, about that. Yeah, since we were talking about Dodge <laughs> the Bullet, that would be
2: a pretty awesome one.
3: Play the hit. Mm.
1: Little baby, you were brought here Through a miracle and a broken condom I didn't know sperm carried knives And somehow, you got by the IUD The diaphragm, the spermicide And a morning after pill But if daddy had been so drunk And mommy hadn't run out of batteries if daddy pulled out on time. Instead of thinking about Angelina Jolie, then baby, you wouldn't be here. You'd have been wiped up with a towel. between your buns Will you be a great man Who brings peace to all the land Or the type of guy That lures kids into a big white cargo van Since you're pretty scary I'm really glad that you're not mine And I guess I'm pretty happy That your mommy cheated on me this time So go ahead and be evil as you want to be hell yes i dodged that bullet and i'm free
2: all right that was phil johnson how are you doing i'm good he's my guest today and of course also we have reggie shorter hello you guys how you guys doing today my comedy husband you know why i call you i was gonna
4: say i have no idea that's funny to me though man but
2: the reason i call you my comedy husband is because uh juicy delight uh, a good friend of both of ours. Um, she calls you that when she talks to me. How's your comedy bro- comedy <laughs> husband doing? Because we do so much stuff together. Right. Uh, and so I kinda had to go there, uh, cause I think it's funny.
4: And we did that movie together, that was fun. That
2: yes, was we've fun. done a couple movies together. Yeah. Although, uh, <laughs> Juicy, you and I have well, done one movie together, but you and I have done a, a couple. We died that same moment,
4: so I was gonna ask you, who died first, did I die or you died? I think I did.
2: You did, because, and, and there's an obvious reason behind that. <laughs> you <laughs> let's get back to phil please. okay let's <laughs> get back to <laughs> phil let's get back to phil uh sorry phil we had a moment here. That's, that's all good man I mean, you
3: were trading rings and everything oh yes
2: man. uh so who uh, i i gotta ask this um i know that music came first for you yeah who are your influences
3: uh musically i uh i mean i grew up learning classical music uh as when taking lessons so i was always steeped in that my parents uh Raised us on 50s and 60s rock and roll stuff. So I grew up on the Beatles and Chuck Berry and all those kind of guys. Great music. Yeah. And then uh, in my teenage years, super metalhead, the heavier, the better. Uh, And uh, I mean, I I wasn't one of those like, you know, true metal kind of guy. I would listen to Poison and Slayer. You know, it didn't matter. Uh, And I went and saw everybody play. And then in college, it was all blues, jazz and funk. Uh, And so I absolutely everything pops everything. up in my in my material at some point you know uh but my big guys are prince uh aerosmith stevie ray vaughn metallica um, I, uh yeah yes you know yes to all yes yeah
4: Play all those yes
3: yeah i mean yes. people my dad will sit in my car with me and i'll just be you know have my music streaming and he's like who has a collection like this this is <laughs> my brain hurts jay you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. listening to that right, well you know my, my musical taste <laughs> is
2: quite eclectic uh, as well but that's i think partially due to back when i was growing up uh kya which is gone now but they, they used to play uh music from the 50s 60s 70s mm-hmm. you know so that you got a good uh range of of music so there's some older stuff you hadn't you know You wouldn't hear otherwise. Sure. Uh, It was very eclectic, and I loved that about it. And so that's why. You know, I I wish stations were like that. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh yeah. Well, uh, I mean, that's what the internet is for now. You oh know, you yeah, can, that's true. Uh, and I, I I mean, a lot of people like my girlfriend. She gets she has her playlist of things that she listens to, and it's got a hundred songs on it, and that's what she listens to. I my my streaming library right now has like thirty five thousand songs in it, Damn. and because there's just I oh I want because now because you remember when we were kids, you had to save up to go buy a cassette. That's right. Right. And now I'm like, oh, hang on, I can have all the Pink Floyd albums just. Just there, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna listen to everything then, you yeah,
2: know. It's amazing how much things have changed. What was your favorite cassette growing up?
3: Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. I had hundreds of them that I only sold like four years ago. Um, I, finally, I finally, <laughs> finally got rid of them. I still have a collection of CDs. Um, uh, boy, I don't know. Like, I'm like, my favorite guy going right now is a guy named Butch Walker who's been around for a long time. I don't know if you've heard okay. of him. He was, um, he was in a band called South Gang in the late 80s uh, that was total hair metal out of Atlanta. Uh, And I didn't follow him then. My girlfriend actually was into him then. She had the fan club card and the whole thing. Then he uh, was in a band called, he was in something else and he was in a band called The Marvelous Three that had one big hit single called Freak of the Week in like 96 or something like that. Uh, And then he started doing solo stuff and his solo stuff blows my mind on a regular basis. It's not... It's not groundbreaking musically. It's a. it's always just a really good rock record. Well, you know, it, where you go, he's he's using the same tools as everybody else, but he's doing it in the best way possible. You know, and he produces for other artists. So he produces for Pink and Christina Aguilera and Fallout Boy, and he, he produces all those records. He did the new Weezer record, things like that. Uh and but when he puts his his own material out, I'm just every time I'm just my my brain turns inside out and i go how does he do that
2: <laughs> it, isn't it nice. amazing like when when you look at someone and you go like oh my god how is that possible yeah yeah that's uh, always ju- i'm like that with uh, sometimes with comedy too because you get like sure. some of these guys and go like oh that's wordsmithing yeah mm-hmm. oh my god that's fantastic and um whenever i see a local person do that i go like oh i gotta up my game a little bit here oh uh, yeah you know? oh, yeah now uh how about your comedy influences when you first started doing actually i'm gonna ask you that and i'm gonna ask you a follow-up question okay which is uh because you started out with music first and then you switched over to uh doing comedy as well mm-hmm. uh, did was there anyone in particular that you look to uh to try to hone your style similar to or take inspiration from or
3: what i do with anything i'm learning is i absorb as many disparate influences as i can and i just just Absorb them and then see what comes out. It's the same thing I do with music uh, as I do with comedy, and so I listen to and I watch a ton of stand-up comedy. I was just listening to an old Greg Giraldo record on the way over here. Oh, nice! Uh, oh. from From three or four years ago, and so I will watch and pay attention to comics that I might not even like that much. But they're going to bring something to it that I hadn't thought of before, you know. So I mean, I, I always liked stand up, even when I was a kid. I right. you know I could recite Live at the Met from Robin Williams. Work mm-hmm. for work, oh yes, you know. So I always liked it. I never thought I'd be doing it, but I always liked it. And so when I came into doing it, I already had a lot of that stuff in my brain. I had old Steve Martin records and old Bill Cosby records and things like that in my head already. Um, and so I had a start on it. And now now that I've done it more. My influences have changed, right? You know, right. So uh, Eddie Izzard is. Like oh a God, huge he's fantastic. Yeah, yes.
2: yes. I have
3: tickets to see him in July. I can't wait. Um, oh, he's
2: he's a genius. I'm going to yeah. go that far. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, he's a stud. I, I watched. Uh, he had a, a show. I forget what what the title was, but uh, when he took the New Testament and, mm. or the old, I guess it was the Old Testament, and he started just like changing like, like saying making it in it was just wordsmith you you guys yeah that know i think it's I'm, the glorious album yeah mm-hmm. was the glorious yeah. yeah i couldn't remember which one it was but that's fantastic uh, yeah
3: so he's a big guy for me uh christopher titus is a big guy for me Another, um yes I, I really like greg barron a lot uh ralphie may was a st- i sat and watched ralphie may for four hours one night at a club i had an off night and he was doing the night before i was supposed to be there and uh and i sat and watched him for four hours both shows just to see how he would change things from show to show was that the improv? Was no the improv no really? this was uh at penguins in in cedar rapids iowa um, oh, wow! yeah a little tiny club i mean he was bigger than the club i'm pretty sure um physically
4: and
3: so, I mean, those are my guys. But like I said, I'll listen to pretty much anybody, whether I've heard of them or not. And there's I have a huge, just constant queue of comedy records I got to listen to because I'm always trying to absorb something new. And I'm always interested in somebody who's doing it in a way that I couldn't pull off.
2: Right. Uh, I always admire people that can pull things off that there's no way possible that i could do it Mm -hmm. right yeah uh by the way a record for those of you who are younger (laughs) i'm aging myself a disc that had it was usually made out of vinyl and it had on it uh usually either music or comedy on one side and you flip it over and a music or comedy (laughs) on the other side you know, I know, mind blown, right? So uh, let's let's play another song of yours. Is there um one that you particularly care for?
0: I I, I don't know. Or, take just, okay, take I, your pick. Okay, I have one of my favorites. It's Super Dan. Nice uh, producer Dave. Because he's only super when he's blackout drunk. That's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The sun is going down and Dan is having drinks with friends. Nothing off the crazy, just one or two. Something always happens when. He too loaded that lands him on the six o'clock news like the lady that he saved from having all her stuff stolen when he grew up on the first natural shoes. All the time he stopped the mayor from being shot by an assassin by taking him to get a tattoo of the logo they use when they start a bath cause only when things get out of hand he becomes super dance blackout drunk he can stop a robbery just by blowing chunks when you see the damn signal of a bottle of jack in the sky let you know you can't rely on super damn oh you can bet that he will show oh, oh, oh if he's faced down in a merlot the morning after hero he often feels like zero his hangovers are size. But every hero needs to have a big arch enemy For Dan, it's loud noise and bright lights One time he stopped a bombing by a masked man in a bank He defused the bomb and saved all of them They'll tell you it was genius knowing the right button to push But he just thought it was the ATM He can leave a tall bar and land flat on the floor He's faster than a silver bullet can up course Fermented rain makes him fly like an airplane. He shouldn't fly when he's been down in his secret lair. Liquor collapse. Can he call a taxi cab or two for damn? Whoa, oh, to drive a car, he's got to blow. Oh,
2: Phil Johnson our guest today on by
0: the way and by the way I'm Johnny Corn. by the way and uh producer Dave you had a question so yeah I gotta ask have you ever when you were performing did you ever crack up or did you did you did like you in ever, a live show yeah did you ever fuck up like one of your songs because you made oh, yourself yeah. laugh
3: oh well I don't know if I no I usually just fuck the songs up uh
0: um, oh no I mean yeah. yeah I meant I meant like <laughs> well uh, <laughs> okay
3: usually usually if i crack myself up it's because something has gone wrong um, <laughs> but i try i yeah i no. i had a bad habit for a long time of forgetting the words to my own songs um,
0: and <laughs> that, that would be complicated you oh, know, yeah. for, for comedy music though that in and of itself is pretty good i think like mm-hmm. if, if, if it's comedy music and you're forgetting the words to your own songs there's something funny about that's that that's
3: partly yeah. how i ended up Cracking jokes during the shows initially (laughs) was because I would forget words and start making a joke out of it. And when I stopped forgetting words, people would come up to me and be like, "Are you okay? Do you you remembered all your words tonight?" And uh, (laughs) it's always weird. But like, I mean, like that song has a ton of words in it that we just listened to. Uh, I've only performed
0: it once. Uh, (laughs) It's it's the it's the it's the comedy rock version of "It's the End of the World as We Know It," right? Kinda a little bit. Yeah, it's got that super quick cadence and all. It is, and that one was
3: that one was directly a Butch Walker influence on that song because we were talking about Butch I was listening to a ton of Butch When I wrote that one
2: Which I was about to ask But Mm -hmm. you already
3: (laughs) You got ahead of me (laughs) It's like You're reading
2: my mind Okay so uh, Where can people find you?
3: PhilJohnsonComedy.com That's the best place to go Yes Yes. Yes. And it
2: has all your Social media stuff And all that stuff
3: (laughs) Yeah everything's linked there And uh, there's a place Where you can You can download You know A huge digital Box set of my best stuff From the last 10 years That's all free And Um, it's totally worth Checking
2: out guys I'm telling you Uh, And Reggie Reggie, uh, where can then people find you? You can find me
4: on Reverb Nation, uh, shorterthanyou.com on the website, and through any social thing like that, I was going to say back to Phil, man. This guy's a good guy, you know, so definitely check him out and
2: support everybody. And all of my social media stuff's up on johnnycorn.net, and that's corn with a C uh, now, Uh, and Johnny with an H. And it's silent Zeke. No, just kidding about that.
3: Dot com with a C.
2: technically taught right. with a N. Um, so, okay. I got to ask. Yeah. Your swag. Mm. You have the best, like d- describe some of the stuff that you have available for sale at your concerts yes. and, and stand up performances.
3: Well, I mean, you got to have the merch table because that's where the money is. It was when you're, you know, doing some bar in the middle of Indiana. Um, so I sell right now. I sell t uh, t-shirts, uh, and, and and they're funny. Thank you. It says <laughs> I, uh, the T-shirt yes. says "Be yourself unless you're an idiot," which is <laughs> y- yes, nice. <laughs> yes, which I is mean, the name of my second stand-up special that I don't sell at the shows anymore, but the T-shirts keep selling, so I keep selling the T-shirts. Um,
2: I, I when I first saw that, I cracked my ass off. <laughs> I, I must tell you, hilarious. Yes. Um. So it's. And can people buy that merchandise on your site as well? of oh, it... course? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah.
3: that's all available on the website. And then I sell at the shows I sell um I'm still selling the DVD of my previous special, pretty from the back. Oh yes. Um, I, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I start coughing on that one. It, it, it's my water. Um,
3: but, and then yeah. uh, and because i'm I'm, Almost ready to film. I'm filming my fourth special this coming summer. Uh, well, congratulations! In August. Congratulations! Thanks. Yeah, we I think we're going to do it in San Diego. Um, yes. So, pretty from the back will be available until I finish the new one sometime and get it out in the fall. And then, uh, and then I sell at the. I sell a greatest hit CD at the shows because I have enough stuff where I didn't want to have just a table full of stuff and right. paralyze them with choice. And so I sell a greatest hit CD. It's sure. a it's a name your own price type of CD, and then that's an introduction into everything else I'm doing.
2: And if you have uh, not seen, well, if the people out there have not seen you perform before, uh your the schedule of events are up on your side uh, yep. as well. And I mean, it doesn't just have to be here in the Bay Area. It, it, you know, wherever you are in the universe, check it out because chances <laughs> are he's going to be over there. I've got a
3: ripping tour of Mars
2: coming up, man. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Tap in uh, Marsopolis. I thought uh, you know the, that that was actually like a really good uh, bar over there in <laughs> Mars. Yeah. I'm up to
3: uh, 27 states, I think now. 27 states in five countries.
2: Yes. Now. That's moving right
4: there. You that is. That <laughs> is.
2: Um, and uh, I mean. I, I'm just very proud of you. Well, I mean, we've known each other for a while, sure. but, but I'm very proud of you. And whenever I see someone that I know, I kick an ass and taking mm-hmm. names. I am just uh, very happy for them. Well, thanks. You know, I, and I, I mean that. And that's one of the reasons why I want to have you as a first guest, because one, you're, Available,
3: um, <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: and you'll be out there in the universe somewhere, you know. And actually, uh, I was
3: available today because tonight's gig got canceled. So nice. Oh, yeah. see that, that, well, not that nice, but that, well, I
2: mean, nice for me, it. bad for you. All right. I'm sorry. I've had. That's all right. I I've been bumped for uh, bigger names sometimes. That's you know. Oh the, yeah,
3: that's that's happened. Yeah. yeah. No, this one uh, there was a, I don't know was somebody else producing the show out in Stockton, and there was a some sort of booking conflict or something. So oh, I hate around. those yeah. stuff
2: happens. I hate those, and uh, you know, the thing is, as a producer. There's a couple peeves I have, uh, and Johnny's peeves. (laughs) New segment. New segment. I like that. (laughs) No, it's just that, like, guys, guys, write your shit down. If like you know, you you want to know who's going to be on the show. Well, there's a couple peeves I have. One of which is like, write down somewhere who's actually on it and if you have another mm-hmm. producer talk to them mm-hmm. to make sure there's not double booking or whatever the case may be. This one
3: I think I think the venue screwed them on this one. Oh, uh, the venue oh, double booked or something oh, like that. Oh, so oh, oh. it's just one now of those that's things. that's happened too. Yeah. I
2: yeah. I've gone where uh I went to Sacramento once uh to do a comedy show out there and uh they had canceled the comedy show uh for that night to put someone bigger on and didn't let the producer know. What mm. shit is that? Yeah
0: yeah Well, no
2: no no you can swear this is this is a podcast podcast, man you're you're used to broadcast radio no there's a funny thing
0: thing that used to happen in nightlife what uh what a club would do is they'd have two people promote the show a show at the same Mm -hmm. night not let either of them print the address (laughs) because it's an underground or whatever but it's at a club And then either a, whoever's party seemed to be getting more promotion would be happening that night or B the venue would swoop in and steal all the DJs from both parties Oh, and raise the door price by like an an extra 10 bucks. Oh my gosh. How sleazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just, just venues doing weird shit (laughs) at the last minute is not always them being double booked is all I'm going to say. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it, man.
2: Now, now,
4: Reggie, how long have you been doing comedy? I've been doing comedy now seven years now.
2: Ooh, that's a while too, yeah, but it feels like forever though. I mean, like. Wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> You and I must have met like toward the beginning of your comedy, because um,
0: I heard you. I heard you. I heard you hesitate to say career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your
3: thing. Your thing. Yeah. 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 Your little skits. You do the skitties <laughs> you, you,
2: you know, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, Phil. The, the when you do your up uh-huh. uh The one that cracks me up the most is when you sing By My Shit." Oh, yeah. It, that, that cracks me up every single time. Is, the
4: Bowling Alley, that was so funny. Me and my girl talk about that one. That was funny That is the most hell. profitable
3: song I've ever written. Yes. Just, you know, and let's I'll, get it for profit. And <laughs> I'll, 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 tell you where, I'll tell you where it came from. I used to open for Jen Cober, uh when oh, I was okay. first starting out. Uh, I used to go out and open for her. And she was a master of the merch pitch at the end of the show. She would get applause breaks during her merch pitch and then have a freaking Walmart table worth of stuff. I mean, she had so much stuff. And uh, and I was watching her. I'd be like, I gotta have a pitch that good in order to sell like she does. And so I thought, well, I'm doing sh- songs at the end, and so it should be a song. And I thought, I don't want to be because there. I know there's a lot of people that, and a lot of comics and musicians even that are like, nah, I don't really want to. I don't want to. I don't want to sell. Wanna sell. You know, I used to. I used to. When a singer I used to work with, he hated selling from the stage. Just hated it. And so I thought, how how much can I go the opposite direction with it so that it's just so obvious what I'm doing here that it becomes ridiculous. Um, and then it becomes a soft sell of a hard sell.
2: Yes, you know. yes. Yeah. Which which I think, I don't this know, Dave, if man. you guys, <laughs> if, if you've heard the song By My Shit, no, no and i don't have it i'll have to no no uh, it's something he performs during his show yeah it's you wouldn't hard. want to play that you, one you, anyway. yeah you wouldn't yeah. want to play that because it's just promoting him his uh, swag and
4: oh a nice way to do it too. that's one that's definitely one thing that i admire too that you know it's the uh, nice way that nick you know it's either or with it you know saying it's not like he's forcing yeah. it. that's awesome
3: people I, do pay to download it on apple though and like
4: I,
2: itunes and stuff
0: i gotta i gotta <laughs> tell you there's nothing more on brand than a than a band sending us music to play that says to buy their t-shirt yeah right, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: You know, whenever I'm at a concert, you know they always have the vendor there, and uh, you know the big, big artists or whatever the case may be, you know the the better knowns. And you go uh, over, and it's like twenty five bucks for for a t shirt, yeah. or thirty, mm-hmm. and you're going like, it says Haynes, you know,
0: yeah, uh, you know what, you're you're making a donation. I mean, I wear I wear this this sweater that you always see me in. It's an Ubuntu Studio sweater. Sweater was two hundred forty dollars. Sweater ain't you no know, two hundred forty dollars. Right, right, I'm supporting a project, and yeah. so right, when right. you're paying twenty five dollars for a t shirt hopefully yeah the band that you like is getting 10 12 15 that's that's what i'm hoping
2: like uh with the big artists i don't know because they have such a machine behind them um and that becomes a whole other thing
3: yeah uh, i mean that's where they're making their money too mm-hmm. though I, right. i've seen i've seen the merch deals that a lot of the big bands are doing and they're making a healthy profit off oh, good, of those good, good, more good. so than they're making on the stage for the performance oh okay
2: yeah. that's good to know because yeah. i i i think that's it's healthy you know i remember back in the old days when they had records which is a disc
0: by the way <laughs> You sometimes, but, right. you sometimes hear them in modern music It's that wiki 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 sound yeah. It's yeah. probably a <laughs> computer <laughs> making a facsimile of it But that is based on a record mm-hmm. I, I used to play them Yes, we we were talking about right to uh, happy
2: twelve with the mixer in the middle, right? <laughs> I, I remember uh, Dave and I talking about like uh, back in the day, uh, us doing the DJ uh, thing, and we you know, the, having the car like the like this carton like milk carton, yes, uh, full or a crate, I should say crate or two filled up or or three uh, filled up with uh, records, and you'd go out. To, now it's all like on a computer. Digging in the crates. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, that's- I, I just went off on a tangent. No, that's, um, um, stick to the point by the way by the way what's
3: <laughs> what's the
2: name of the show by the way i,
3: I can't the remi- show is called by the way and you can't go off on tangents i think that should definitely <laughs> that, that, <have> just-
0: <laughs> Dude, that's <laughs> you've just you're going we're going to have to scrap the whole thing and start with the uh, the no so sure, sure,
2: sure, 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 sure. so um we sh- we should uh, do another song of yours man um i'm i'm just now where can people download uh your music
3: uh phil johnson has everything okay, that's got awesome. the full discography including stuff that is not available on the streaming services um and uh, like i have a i have a ep of spaghetti western instrumentals that i put oh, out awesome uh that you're not going to find on spotify it's called okay uh, i yeah. really
2: need hell it. it's yes a, it's called a fistful <laughs> of spaghetti that's fantastic <laughs> So I want that shirt so there is stuff
3: available on my website that I want is that t-shirt available. Yeah, I actually I should make a t-shirt yeah you out of should that. Yeah. hey <laughs> you. We, we just
2: got the uh, the idea right now there right? you go <laughs> there you go marketing uh, opportunity I
3: love it
0: so I got If I Were a Girl here sure, I yes. like this song it's, it's adorable If I Were
1: Some power and some class i would kind and generous With just a little sass But chances are I'd never leave home Cause I got boots and a hoo-hoo And nothing really better to do Than me With a magic wand from Hitachi My friends would often ask me Why my clothes are all askew And I'd be digging in my pockets Like I was a kangaroo Cause nature will have blessed me With a man in a canoe I got food So clear, I'd spend a couple hours just standing over a mirror for fun, try to make a smile and frown, dye the hair a rainbow, dress it up like a clown, cause now it's a two ring circus in my pants, cause I got boots and a hoo-hoo, and nothing really better to do than me. With a bunny that takes batteries I'll have to try and figure how to get inside a bra It'll likely end up backwards and I'll rub my nay naes wrong So throw it in the trash and flaunt them in their big debut I've got boobs And I uh, I've got boobs Probably be a lesbian because most of them Alright, Some of them, okay, a few of them are less hairy than men. If I was a girl, I'd never wear no panties. If you a man, tees go hiking in the Andes
4: with nothing but a bra. You're dead right, cold temperature, activates the headlights. Cause men get hypnotized by the
1: hips and eyes. in the hoo hoo? That's the big surprise. Get the mention in the yacht, never give up when I got i would be like all the other girls. Damn. If I were a girl, I'd call up all the dudes. I'd take a over, man, you've got to see my hooters, they're huge. I'm having trouble standing up. I don't even know if Playtex makes a G-cup. And where the hell am I bleeding from? I don't want boots or a hoo I never knew how much it blew to be. Excited about motory My stomach is all crampy and my butt is getting huge And I'd love to kill the bastard that invented I heel shoes I plan to teach my south mouth how to blow on a kazoo But I don't want booze. Or a I don't want booze, Or a It's too much trouble That dog What are you staring at you pervert? And my normal oh precision and all and up don't you love me anymore and my i did chocolate
2: oh my god that was so perfect uh by the way my name is Jenny Corn by the way and <laughs> <laughs> And that was Phil Johnson, that song that you just heard, and he happens to be here in studio. So. Hi. And, of course, my cohort in crime, uh, my, uh, he is the driver of the getaway car.
4: Yes. Reggie Shorter. How you guys doing? Welcome, welcome.
2: I'm my co-host, my husband. <laughs> I can't believe
4: that. Fine. Okay, my comedy husband. Fine, if we're not he in know. February, it's fine. Yeah,
2: it's, uh, <laughs> actually, uh, I, the, the, if you go back in Echoplex history... Um, I didn't realize I did this, but I have a tendency of saying, by the way, a lot. And it became kind of like this thing where, uh, every time I was on a panel, I would say, by the way, Johnny Corn," by the way, or Johnny Corn, by the way, and, uh, producer Dave can, uh, vouch for this. And so it became kind of a, a running gag and that's how we got the name of the show. So I just wanted to throw that out there.
3: How are you doing? i am good i am good and people can find your stuff on phil that last one that was my beyonce song oh mm. nice yeah because uh, one of the things i'll do is i i will listen to a song and then figure out how i could do a different take on it so she had that song called if i were a boy yes and I was like, ah, oh, okay. What can I do? Okay, well, obviously, I should do if I were a girl. And I even, if you look at the chord progression in the chorus of that song, it's the same chord progression mm-hmm. from the Beyonce song. Uh, and uh, and then I just kept going from there. Because what? Anytime I've tried to learn, when I try to learn other people's songs, it always ends up morphing into something else anyway. Uh, and so that was that was uh, me channeling Beyonce in a very strange way.
2: And you write your own stuff too?
3: Yeah, you know, I like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Well, and I have great. Uh, respect for people that can write their, their own stuff i myself well i mean i write my own stand-up comedy and every once in a while someone says hey uh can you give a listen to my my comedy and see where i can you know and i'll I'll do it a lot of times then they're mad at me uh but, but <laughs> no ghost riders it's like uh so reggie yes sir how you doing
4: i'm doing good man this is awesome
2: <laughs> you just well thank you yep. uh, I, I appreciate it uh, my website is johnnycorn.net and all of my social media stuff is up there uh, this show is going to be probably happening I'm thinking what once a month uh, for a little while and we'll see how it goes I'm trying to get uh, people that know uh, that I know that, that I actually admire and want to know more about and this is why we have Phil here awesome thank you so um any uh so i know um is it what what was the craziest thing that's that's happened to you like live performance wise
3: um it's actually not a comedy thing it, it was a music thing um, I, i'll buy that yeah. uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like a lot of comics have like wild road stories. I don't have any wild road stories for the most part. Um, My girlfriend's always like, I don't know what you do out there on the road. I'm like, I do the show. I sell my merch. I go back to the hotel room. I watch a Disney movie and I fall asleep.
4: Tell that to all of them. Thank Fucking you so yes. much for saying it. Fucking Thank wholesome. You. Thank you.
3: Yes. Wholesome. I am so wholesome. It's it's <laughs> um, ridiculous how wholesome I am. But no, so the weird one was uh, years ago, we got booked to open for Ronnie James Dio at The Edge in Palo Alto when that was still a club there. And I was like, mm, we're not really right for that show. And the booker was like, whatever, it's sold out. I'm gonna give you the middle slot. You don't have to promote it at all. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, why not? And uh, so, cause we were not like a metal band. We've never right. been a metal band uh and so we show up to this gig and, uh, and we're getting up there. And, and the opening band was Mystic Rage, who's been around here forever. And they're a full-on metal band. And they go up and they get eaten alive by that DO audience. They hated them. I mean, those guys came off the stage looking shell-shocked. And we were like, oh, my God, we're in trouble, you know, because we're not even a metal band. And we're like, okay. Uh, so we go up there and we start setting up our gear. And the audience is mostly dudes because it's a Dio show and and a few really bored looking chicks uh, who, lo- who are staring at us like, oh my God, are you going to be like that last band? And, <laughs> and you're
0: like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: And we're like, all right. And so we're setting up our gear and people are like starting to cheer. And we're like, Oh, all right. Oh, well, maybe our, our reputation has preceded us, you know. Right, right. And uh and people are cheering, we're like, all right, yeah, cool. This I'm looking at my 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 guitar tech, and he's like, Yeah, this is badass right on. And uh so we get ready to play and they announce us. Please welcome roadside attraction. My tall blonde singer works, walks out on stage and they go, that's not Dio. (laughs) So they thought we were Dio coming up on stage because who the hell knows what his backing band looks like, you know, and for all they know, we were Dio's band and we spent 15 minutes of our 30 on stage getting booed. Just top to bottom. And it's surreal to be booed by a thousand people. The place was sold out. And uh, except for the chicks, the chicks loved us. Um, Of course. They were excited. Yeah. But it was just like just booing front to back. It was ridiculous. And the uh, the Booker he called up to the stage and he goes, "Look, you guys don't need to deal with this. Just do one more song and you can get off. I'll still pay you. Don't worry about it." And uh, and he would. But at the time we were like, "We're being cut off, man!" You know. We and then right, afterwards right, right. I was right. like, "No, he was really doing us a favor there." <laughs> and so we we huddle up on stage real quick to figure out what we're gonna do for this one last song. And so we did nice. <laughs> I did say we didn't write comedy before, but our, our closer, our regular closer was a song called Love Makes You Stupid. And it was kind of like a like a funky Chili Peppers kind of jam, you know. And the my other bandmates were like, "Let's do something really heavy." And I was like, "You know what? Screw these guys. Let's just do what we do and we'll do our song and we'll get off the stage." Right. And so we do we do the song Love Makes You Stupid and the place goes nuts. They love us. And like my mom was in the back and she goes, there was this b- big dude standing next to me the whole time, booing the entire time. She said, you guys got to that last song. He's dancing like he's into it. And <laughs> I am like, so we won them over on this last song, which is great. Yeah. Th- the hell yeah. And then we split and we got off the stage and it was, it, the whole thing was just surreal. Uh, not only did Dio <laughs> not go on on time, he went on an hour and a half late. So they stood there for a solid two hours. With nothing going on, waiting for Dio to come on stage. We never actually got to meet the guy, but I'm just hoping that was his little fuck you to the audience uh, for being such assholes that they were that entire night. But I had to explain that gig to Booker's for the next year about what happened. I'd call them up, hey, can we do a gig? And they're like, heard you guys got booted at the Dio show. It's like, all right, let me explain what happened. What actually happened was radio mm-hmm. had been announcing that Dio was on at 10. We were on at 10. That's why the audience was confused. Oh, see. Because... It was. They didn't know what Dio's band looks like. Could have been us. And you that's know?
2: that's the problem with broadcast
4: radio. Hey, at least you guys still rocked it though. That last part though. I mean, at least you made we you made you made
3: the last part. You made you, know, li- <laughs> you made lemonade right I, there. You know I, what I'm
2: I, saying, my man? You made some lemonade. I will say, uh, leave them wanting more. Right. That's I've always said that. Leave them wanting I more. I wouldn't say
3: they wanted more, but <laughs> <laughs> actually, speaking of more, we should do uh, another <laughs> on song. A good note. Uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll tell you uh,
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, we should we should do another song. Uh, is there anything in particular that you thinking? Oh, I'm just vibing this right now from
3: you. I I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what Dave has over there. Dave, okay. do you have uh, binary love? Mm. I wish I did. Oh, you do not have binary love. I have to. I thought I sent you that, but maybe not. Uh, I don't know. You picked it. Is that on the verse? Yes. The... I know you have a whole bunch of This show
2: uh, is called. By the way, <laughs> this is Johnny Korn, and that's <laughs> Phil Johnson and oh. Reggie Shorter
0: here. Yeah. Uh, Wait a minute, what was the name of that song? Binary Love? No, I don't have it. I have a... I'll send you that one. (laughs) But I do have Whale Blubber, which you uh, mentioned earlier. Sure, let's do that. I haven't heard that one in a long time. Spin it. So what's up with this song? I heard it mentioned in conversation earlier, but maybe I wasn't paying attention or whatever, you know.
3: Whale Blubber is from... There was that Jim Carrey movie called Me, Myself, and Irene.
0: Right. Classic. And
3: yeah. And there is one point in the movie where he and his girlfriend are sitting next to a lake and they're talking about commitment. And uh, he goes, If I moved to Alaska, she goes, I'd go with you. And he goes, Yes, but would you eat whale blubber for me? (laughs) And my girlfriend and I popped up and went, Song title! Song title! (laughs) And so that's where the song title came from. And it's a song about commitment. And yeah, so that's where it's from.
4: Hell yes.
1: About how much we love each other Saying things that lovers say Promises kept till our dying day, oh yeah I turned to you one thought in mind Hoping that you'd make the sacrifice Hoped you wouldn't run away Hoped you wouldn't hate the things I'd say I'd lie down in the rain I'd swallow all the pain Of a hundred thousand and buttered breaths Chomping at my brain But would you eat whale blubber for all my body hair. I sucker punch no grandma just because I care but would you eat whale blubber for me I said, would you eat whale blubber for me but love is like a junkyard falling worth so much some Someone is us Our junkyard of lust Oh yeah I turned to you on bended knee You passed the joint And I could see your love Your love for me is all too real I'm hoping that you'll prove it Down in the rain I've had gay sex with Donald Duck